Welcome to Diaries of a Data Scientist, our podcast in which we share about what's important to break into data science, provide valuable insights also for senior data scientists, and invite interesting guests from different data science areas. We're Yasmin and Kate, we're both data scientists and mentors working in industry, and we are sharing here our thoughts and experiences. Let's go. <laughs> so, hi everyone. Um, this is Davis of a Data Scientist, and today is March 3rd, and there is actually a reason behind why I'm telling the date. So for today, we have prepared for you a pretty interesting topic, which is very well connected to the March and to the International Women Day, which will take place on March 8th. And for that reason, we're going to talk about women in AI, and primarily, I would say, women in tech or slash IT fields. And maybe, uh, you know, to start with, like to getting into this conversation, uh, we have, let's say, a stereotype that the data science field is really male dominated. And perhaps the stereotype is not a really like, you know, um, correct word because this is the actual reality. This is not just a prejudice about a data science field. And um, maybe we can talk a little bit firstly about our experience. So how we, you know, how we felt ourselves being in the university, how it is our current positions um, at work in order, like, you know, to have this little bit of the introduction to this topic. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so maybe um, I will just like start with the university because um, I remember, like, you know, that I have four technical degrees. And for me, it was always a pretty interesting um, observation that the distribution of the, the genders in those technical fields, the males are definitely dominated even in the universities. So I was maybe not the only one girl, but I was like in five dash 10% of the students being on that major. And it was really like, doesn't matter if it was computer science or mathematics or um, data science, maybe for statistical part, it was a little bit different. Uh, I, I saw that um, in the statistical majors, um, the females, they maybe like reach out to 30% of the like students uh, total number, but it was just like the only one field. How was that for you? Did, did you have the same? Yeah, pre pretty much the same experience. So I must say, since my um, bachelor studies was in the area of mm -hmm. business information tech, which is roughly 50% uh, also uh, business and management topics, it was a little bit better in terms mm -hmm. of women to men ratio. Uh, but definitely, as, uh, if I remember correctly, we were like maybe one third of women in, in that class. Um, mm -hmm. But then turning into into uh, data science, um, you definitely felt the gap <laughs> was increasing uh, for mm -hmm. the for the masters. I must say, um, in the master that I did at uh, University of Mannheim, which is a, which is a great program by the way, and it's fully English speaking, and mm -hmm. that also obviously like is attracting also a lot of international students. Mm -hmm. So I must say, from the international student side, I felt there's a way say more balanced um, uh, mm -hmm. ratio between uh, international students uh, uh, identifying as male and females. And um, interestingly, this is also something that is reflected in a um, rather current uh, study from uh, Dish mm -hmm. Datis, 
So they uh, provided this uh, statistics. I found it um, via Franziska Haug's Medium article. We're gonna link it. Um, she's a great person. She's yeah. um, um, really producing awesome content for diversity in tech and people-centered um, tech content. So please check her out. And that study um, looked at the numbers of 2022 to 2023 students in Germany. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And had uh, several like you know insights, which are, for example, the vast majority are identifying mm -hmm. as male mm -hmm. uh, persons. And there's also quite a big chunk of international students in Germany, which I think is mm -hmm. also known. And then that the basically the balance between male and female among international students is way more balanced than um, mm -hmm. by by citizens here in Germany. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely yeah. can can agree to that. I remember my just days in applied statistics in the trade university. And I think on applied statistics, I was at first, like there were two girls on this major like me and another one. And then she decided to drop from the studies because she had an offer um, mm -hmm. to start her data science position. And she flew back to the United States and that I became pretty much the only one girl in the, uh, in the whole like kind of, um, you know, department. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, at that sense, but definitely this is what I can see from the data science perspective. I mean, like that in there, I saw a little bit more females and specifically, I would say from the international perspective. So we, I, I saw a lot of girls from India, which is a very like known fact that mm -hmm. um, Indian guys, they are really um, advanced in programming. So like, you know, all the time when I see a like, person from India, uh, I have this prejudice that, okay, you must be a very good like, at computer yeah, more science. More like a bias, right? You're kind of feeling like biased bias, towards yes. that, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is why I can see why this is happening in the data science field. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually pretty nice statistic that you have just mentioned because uh, I remember we also were talking about a different source. I will also like link that in our show notes um, from 2018 that um, Germany only had back in the days 16.8% of women involved in the tech field. Wow, that's so uh, is... also like uh, I'm just having the, the, the figures here on the side screen and yeah, guys, it looks bad. Um, <laughs> I, I, I must say though, so um, while Europe is definitely like, you know, not <laughs> on the top places regarding um, the percentage mm -hmm. of women joining in the tech field. Um, mm -hmm. If you look to some of the Eastern European countries, and just from my personal um, experience, mm -hmm. I can say um, that already there you can see quite some interesting differences also culturally how how the field of technology is, is seen by women mm -hmm. there. So we did a um, European master project during the, the master studies where we, um, as University of Mannheim, um, joined the ranks uh, with uh, University of Cluj in Romania. Mm -hmm. And so we had like a six months project and we were a group of five students, uh, two uh, women students from uh, Romania and one uh, male um, student. And from university was me and uh, another fellow male student. Mm -hmm. So it was like a very mixed group already, which was awesome. But also, I, I mean, this this topic came up, especially since I remember that over the uh, International Women's Day um, in 2019, we were actually visiting Cluj at the time and also seeing this tradition that women mm -hmm. are receiving uh, presents on the mm -hmm. day from men, 
like even if, if so even uh, me um, received some presents even though we, we did not know uh -huh. each other that long at that time mm -hmm. and we we just discussed a little bit about this topic of, of obviously as well and they said yeah. um, that it's pretty much balanced at, at least inclusion at the university there I would need to look up the most current statistics and mm -hmm. on that I can already come to another point because honestly it's quite hard it to is, find yeah. relevant statistics on this topic mm -hmm. yeah Uh, you know, maybe to add a little bit about the different countries. Uh, so the, the the story about like the International Women Day in Romania, you said, with the presence is very much mm -hmm. linked, for example, to the Russia, because in Russia, the International Women Day is actually the official holiday. So nobody's working on that day. And every mm -hmm. single woman is receiving a, a present. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter, like from the mad in the office like in the gyms or like somewhere in the streets just men just like go around just like give you like one flower or something like that uh mm -hmm. like specifically from your loved ones definitely like from your sons and etc mm -hmm. um, and also it's pretty interesting in russia um the technical field because um as we discussed with the indian guys they like were biased saying that oh if if you are from india that you must be very very proficient and programming In Russia, we have a little bit different that if you see a person like from Russia, we have a very strong mathematical field and it's going to be biased toward mathematics. And that is why in Russia, it's pretty much really strange kind of term to have um, to split genders because usually in Russia, the best mathematicians are females. And that is pretty interesting. Pretty much like when you go to the school, you would have... Um, Um, a female tutor or like female lecturer um, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and that is why this term is a little bit also I don't know how they are kind of dividing this term like and they how they are doing the statistics maybe they are not including mathematics specifically into the like technical part maybe just you know computer science engineering yeah. but this is a little bit different in there yeah, that's that, that's very very interesting to hear and I think often mm. it is from a historic standpoint, sometimes forgot that many of the advancements in math and, and thus also in computer science and nowadays data science were mm. made by women. And it's it's notoriously underrepresented by media yeah. and by, by press, right? Um, f female contributions to science and to STEM. And, definitely. Um, I can definitely recommend for everyone to look, look into this topic. Um, you will be Founding, you will be finding some, <gasps> some crazy interesting stories about um, um, where women contributed to major Ooh. technological and uh, yeah scientific advances. I don't know if you can see this. I'm having goosebumps. Right yeah, now. you're really having good, you're really having goosebumps right now. Yes. Oh, oh my god! All over my body. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, going from the university to the, our current positions. So how is that um, on your side? I know that you are the only one, a product owner, From female. Manager? product manager yes mm -hmm. how, how it feels yeah so um, maybe to to say not the only one of course in the whole department within bsf yeah. but, um I'm, i'm the only product manager so for us it's it's, it's actually more of a team lead position um, among mm -hmm. the closer um, organization which is the product families roughly nine or ten teams mm -hmm. and yes there are um there i am indeed the only one um I must say it, it never really bothered me. So for me, it mm -hmm. was more like when I took up this position, I was I was more nervous about being actually the youngest one, honestly. 
okay. um, because I, I felt like, oh, maybe then um, the other colleagues wouldn't take my opinions or perspectives not as seriously or so. Mm -hmm. um, but this has never actually realized, I had to, I had to say. Um, mm -hmm. I also had to really go through a little bit of a learning process from my side yeah, definitely. to not hold back. Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, I felt, and this was also reflected, um, like I, I was really holding back myself, right, with my opinions and perspectives and sometimes also maybe like stepping down from an argument and not, you know, going yes, into, into it directly. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and that really changed over time. And then a couple of months later already, I felt way more settled into the position. Um, but I must say, so it never, never really bothered me. Um, mm -hmm. It was still a learning process to really stick to my authentic self and being unapologetically myself and that also includes you know the side of me saying I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan so I'm gonna talk about that I'm visiting the concert <laughs> this year and the other colleagues they just have to live with that and um, this is as valid yeah. as them talking about I don't know uh, skiing or um, uh, football clubs cars, or whatever yes. or cars yeah. exactly to be also like adding to the stereotypes here which of course <laughs> is not always the case um But yeah, yeah. so um, there was a little bit of, of, of learning process. But what I definitely can say is I've received very, very kind feedback from from um, female colleagues saying that they really, really like to feel represented basically mm -hmm. through me in the data and AI organization um, where, mm -hmm. where I'm organized in BSF. And mm -hmm. I also felt, and this is more of an empirical evidence based on my own experience and also comparing a little bit with other teams, I mm -hmm. do feel I'm receiving more application from female candidates than compared for other teams with similar positions who have mm -hmm. male managers. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and, and this was already also reflected in some of the, the interviews actually that uh, um, yeah. female candidates basically saying, oh, it's so nice to finally have a female hiring manager and doing the interviews and seeing, having also a little bit more diverse interview yeah, panel definitely and i guess like you can just feel perhaps yourself a little bit more safe when you do have a female manager it's just like one of the Probably. guesses that i'm yeah, yeah. thinking of mm -hmm. no that's that's pretty cool i would say because uh, um on my side i must say that i kind of have the same feelings that you are because I'm pretty much the only one data scientist, like female data scientist in the whole BSF and C department. So mm -hmm. like we have um, in total, we have, I guess, how much? 2000 people and data scientists, maybe how many do we have data scientists about maybe 10 or something about that? Maybe like a little bit, like maybe 10 to 20 and I'm the only one female data scientist. And that is what, when you just started talking about the fact that you were holding yourself back. Sometimes you were a little bit afraid to get into the like, discussion, to the argument, and to show your perspective. This is definitely what I felt in the very beginning mm -hmm. as well. And maybe I must admit that perhaps I can feel a little bit of this kind of turbulence even right now. Uh, but I, I, I wanted actually to tell you the story what have happened to me when I've just like started mm -hmm. my data science position in this department. So it was it was extremely funny, and I still remember this. Um, so it was one and a half years ago, I guess. Um, so on the, my very first day, we, we had a guy that was leaving the position in the data department and he was, I guess, uh, going to Berlin, being in the BSF, but in Berlin. Um, and by the end of the day, you know, we started like hugging and stuff like that. And since I was new, I was like 
already a little bit feeling not okay hugging a different person. Uh, but I was like, okay, let's, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hug you. That's not a problem. Just like, you know, to be as everyone else sort of. Yes. And I was, I was the last one hugging him. And this guy was from Brazil. This is a little bit of the culture awareness right now, because mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. And the, the second that I started hugging him, he started kissing me. Like on this the cheek, have, right? On, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and that was like, I'm just like looking at your face right now. And I love the direction that I get from your side. Because <laughs> <laughs> every single time that I'm going to the office right now, which not happening really often, I would say, I am remembering this situation, but I must say that the guys, the rest of the people, they took it, you know, very like chilled. So mm-hmm. nobody really looked at me at the that very second because <laughs> it would have been even more dramatical for me, I would say. It's exactly as you said, right? It's, it's more of a, it's a culture thing, culture. but I can definitely imagine, especially yeah. this happening on the very first day of, of work, like... How this uh-huh. also made you feel um, yeah, a little bit un- uncomfortable, right? Honestly, and definitely. just being very, very much surprised by this, by this action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember like, one of the seniors that they decided he's like took me to the to the like room, closed the door, was like, "What just have happened?" <laughs> we started laughing a lot. <laughs> awesome, um, but but one thing I can say, which I was very very happy to hear about, right? So, um, mm-hmm. uh, VSF's annual report just was published. I think a couple of days, a couple, I think maybe one week back, and. Mm-hmm. Um, we, as many other companies, we, we have the goal to uh, increase the um, the percentage of women, uh, basically in all of the positions, but also uh, definitely in leadership position, because as we said, right, representation matters. And then mm-hmm. also like the hope is right through having more women in leadership position, this would also then make overall work in that field more attractive um, and would, would lead to more women also coming up, bottom up. Yeah. And um, the goal would be to have at least 30% of women in mm-hmm. leadership positions by 2030. And it seems like in 2023, we've already achieved roughly uh, above 28%, I think 28.2%. That's amazing. Which is awesome. We have now 2024. So I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about this goal, but mm-hmm. I'm also very much looking forward to surpassing the 30% mm-hmm. range. But what, of course, you also have to say, this is an average. And as we all know, as data scientists, with yeah. averages, yeah. you can have outliers on both ends, right? So this could mean that in some areas, we also have already way more than 30% of women leadership positions. Um, and in some so not. classical fields um, are therefore like HR, marketing mm-hmm. and, and fields like these. But in mm-hmm. other fields, definitely like in, in maybe um, the engineering focus, the technology and production focused ones, which mm-hmm. is also a major part of BSF, we have definitely less than 28% yeah. right now. Yeah. And so also to say, right, this is not just a topic in computer science and data science, but I can tell you in engineering and manufacturing um, 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 based based uh, programs and um mm-hmm. work positions i think parts looking actually worse than in the computer mm-hmm. science field mm-hmm. yeah well and i guess this um kind of proportions in genders on the leadership position i guess it is pretty nice one because um as we've started with the our university story i think right now we can connect the dots that you cannot expect to have perhaps 50 50% between like females and males due to the fact that 
we do have kind of the same distribution of genders in the universities on different measures. Do you understand what I mean? So if you yeah, have 30, of course, 70, I mean, if only 30% mm -hmm. of women are leaving the, the studies or graduating from computer science field, it's going to be very hard for companies to now to suddenly have like 50%, stuff 50%, 50%, exactly. Yeah. And that is 100% why many of the initiatives and efforts actually need to start at an earlier stage, mm -hmm. right? So that's why we have great initiatives like, um, mm -hmm. you see, I'm already very, very energetic about this. So yes, that's why we need great initiatives like, for example, also the Girls' Day. Um, I think it's happening yeah. on 25th of April. Um, I'm personally also been uh, contributing to that as part mm -hmm. of BSF. And this is um, basically targeting, I think, uh, girls between the ages of, if I'm not wrong, 10 to 18. Uh, mm -hmm. So basically in school and who maybe at some point start thinking about um, careers mm -hmm. and uh, like the mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this is the best thing that you can do because personally for me, seen um, into an IT company when I had my girls day at, at around 16 or 17 years mm -hmm. old, this was one of the, the shaping influences of why I've decided to ultimately mm -hmm. go into this field. So for me, yeah. it definitely worked. And this is also mm -hmm. the age where you can still influence also the um, the number of, of, of uh, women joining into university, right? Yes, so this definitely. One part. But uh, another aspect I definitely also wanted to mention in today's episode, mm -hmm. um, bringing more women into tech positions, this is one thing, but being able to retain them in the technology sector is also very important because there are some um, quite interesting and sometimes to me it, it, it doesn't really reveal itself why that maybe is but some mm -hmm. studies show that uh, basically at some point the numbers of women in technology are dropping again um, around the ages of uh, 35 to 40 that they are dropping mm -hmm. out of tech positions again and one mm. one reason could be that maybe um, they find it hard to balance that with with other um, I don't responsibilities know, uh, life that they priorities have. and responsibilities yes. like family and so on Mm -hmm. But for me, that is honestly as important aspect that we need to retain also women and not just young women in these positions. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I thought prior you said at the age of 35 to 40 years old, I thought it's because it is also like a big issue, you know, to create this comfortable atmosphere in the department mm. where females will feel welcomed, you know, because mm -hmm. like it's also a pretty hard task and also to to organize the whole HR protest, the interviewing protest, I, I thought that it's maybe connected with this part, but after what you just said, a little bit it different. It could be, as mentioned, so I, I need to look into this a little bit more um, intensively, mm -hmm. but also sometimes it's 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 not really easy to uh, get down to these root causes, right? Um, so yeah. that's one part that is sometimes not really highlighted well in these studies um mm -hmm. another but as you can say it could also be that just with ma maturing age um yeah. and not saying 35 is old or so not at all yes, but yes. basically just as as you mature you also maybe are becoming clearer about what you want and what you maybe don't mm -hmm. want and maybe uh, especially as you said right if if companies are failing to mm -hmm to create uh, also the needed development options and the atmosphere mm -hmm. and the culture as part mm -hmm. of the organization that makes women feel as valued and as appreciated in their opinions mm -hmm. and perspectives and everything, and also in terms of salary as their yes. male counterparts, maybe mm -hmm. then at some point women are just saying like, okay, okay yes. you know what, what am I doing I'm, I'm too good for this. 
yes. I'm going to leave. And that's why it's, it's, it's such a big task for organizations to to yeah, look into this and to mm -hmm. make sure that this, this is not happening. Yeah, but I guess that we can foresee, or maybe not foresee, but see right now, really nice trends toward these kind of directions that perhaps like, you know, as again, maybe we are biased because we are in that community of women in the tech, right? And, but this is what I actually see that we have more female speakers, that we have more female uh, leaders, for example, the yeah, exactly internal conferences and summits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So pretty much I see a lot of females speaking on this kind of conferences. And this is the feedback that I see also from males, uh, especially like, you know, when they start showing being staff a data scientist. I'm usually the one who is showing that we have this one, we have that one, like, you know, like the whole data mm -hmm. science community. And they are like, wow, we have a lot of women. This is what I got. Usually when I'm showing our summits and different conferences, which is yeah. pretty cool. And also what I love about Germany, maybe you can right now correct my words because uh, I'm not really sure how to say it like correctly, that we have the equality kind of initiatives among the companies, right? Yeah, Pretty Gleichstellungsgesetze. Much. Yes, that's exactly, the word. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a topic taken very, very seriously here in Germany. Also, if you're, for example, looking into um, field positions for professors at universities in the technology section, um, mm -hmm. it's a very, very serious topic there to look into. And you have to get also a certain number of, of, uh, of candidates um, who are female um, who are applying mm -hmm. such that you're really taking this into consideration. You have to have mm -hmm. certain balances in the committees, making decisions and things like that. And I think it's honestly, of course, it's not the nicest thing that we need to have these quotas. Nobody wants to have quotas. Definitely. I think it's, it's kind of also undeniable that mm -hmm. we still need them. And of course, they're like a tooling. And ultimate goal is that we're normalizing women in tech. When we, we don't need to talk about this anymore, right? But yeah. we, we're just not there. And until then, and this was yeah. also like an active feedback and comment section under our last post on this topic. Um, mm -hmm. Until then, we need also focused initiatives for women. Yeah. And um, in other parts, it's okay maybe to say, you know, we were trying to normalize it. And so we're just try not trying to make this a big topic. But mm -hmm. we also still need this very much focused initiatives. Um, and we were also going to recommend with some of the networking activities and mentorships for women um, later mm -hmm. in the podcast today. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we still need it. And one thing that is definitely yeah. required to, to, to have successful um, um like to come to a more balanced representation is allyship from yeah. from everyone who's not identifying as females right basically yes. saying that we need all support from especially men to speak up and to to contribute and it's not a that is women's yes. only thing to take care of balanced representation of genders definitely definitely uh you know um just um an off-top thing so recently I was looking for different PhD positions and in the data science field in, in Germany. Mm -hmm. And and it was I was really not surprised, but I had a very, very like, you know, satisfying feeling that in the out of the application they are saying that please we really encourage females to go ahead and apply on that position because we have to, as you said, we have to normalize the representation of the gender yeah. as being uh, PhD candidates, on which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and there are a lot of other um, small measures that everyone, that every organization can take to mm -hmm. to. 
become more attractive and more open and also to um, just say, okay, this is resonating better with, with women. And one of these mm -hmm. small measures, for example, is, is really also checking job descriptions. Um, mm. writing job descriptions in a way that they are also using more attributes that are usually resonating better with females yeah. right so uh, that uh, basically you're, you're not you're not putting together a, a plug and play your job descriptions from <laughs> uh, say traditionally male attributed um, character character mm -hmm. traits mm -hmm. but you're taking really a consider into consideration that um, people are reading job descriptions differently and if you don't yeah. find yourself in a job description you're obviously unlikely to um to apply. to apply for the job it's kind of common knowledge by now that uh, already women are are basically needing a way higher emotional match yeah. with the job description to then take mm -hmm. the leap and actually apply so that becomes even more serious there right that um the job mm -hmm. descriptions have to resonate with, with 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 both genders or with basically with um with a more diverse yep. set of people. Yeah, definitely, totally support it. And perhaps this is what is just one of the ideas that I have, um, you know, as a starting point for HRs, maybe they can use really ChatGPT in order to make it happen. Or like, like at least to figure out what are the, the different styles to write those top job descriptions for different uh, genders. Yes, absolutely. And um, also, just to mention it at some point here in this mm -hmm. in, in this episode, right? Um, today, the focus is on um, women in data science, women in AI, due to also mm -hmm. the International Women's Day. But um, we are also very, very much aware that there are um, further minorities in the field of tech, like people of color, um, that are even more yeah. underrepresented in that field, right? And this is mm -hmm. also um, a field where I personally see less less activity um, and that's mm -hmm. why I so not just among this 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 dimension but I mean there, there's also other dimensions of diversity than just gender to also yeah. make that visible and we're also talking about age about um, basically uh, like yeah. where, where you're coming from but also mostly about the way that you're thinking so being maybe nurturally mm -hmm. um, um, atypical um, and, mm -hmm. and being open um, to to also have positions that are resonating um, with these people yeah. is very very important. So just to also mention, gender is only yes. one of the the diversity dimensions. Definitely, and I can totally support it because, um, honestly, personally, I think that when you are working in a department uh, and you see this kind of diversity, not only among the genders but also among the ages. Uh, the countries represented, the cultures, this is insane. And this mm -hmm. is honestly what I can really talk forever about the power of diversity, because this is what I felt going through for technical degrees and right now working at BSF on the global level. That's such a power. And that you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. You really enjoy that yeah. part, yes. Yeah. And you also, as a professional, you got a chance to just to see different approaches and how people are thinking differently. And sometimes, I don't know, like you can do any other Tuesday, a cultural day or a country food day, whatever yeah. you would love to. So it's, it's really powerful. Oh, we and actually really have like that in, 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 in the hub in Madrid I, that uh, <laughs> we have these days where like people are bringing food from their countries that they're um, originating mm -hmm. from. And it's, mm -hmm. it's awesome. And I would love to be it there is. for the day, but... Uh, <laughs> I have the same idea I, I right now. Last year. 
but I'm a foodie, so um, I would love mm -hmm. to taste all of the different food. Yes. Um, now let's let's maybe bring in a very big number of recommendations, and again, you will find yeah. all of them in the show notes. But we we can't wrap up this episode without mm -hmm. uh, leaving you some nice hints of where to start. So definitely. Um, as mentioned, and we, we very much are still in need of this, say, um, centered and uh, focused um, initiatives. And in terms mm -hmm. of communities, um, one uh, like a real network, they're, they're really um, A, producing great content, but they're really mm -hmm. offering different kind of programs. It's Femtech Alumni. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a great network and it's basically targeting women um, that are interested in STEM and in STEM-related mm -hmm. careers or like in... Uh, Germany, I think it's not STEM, it's um, Mint. Mint, Mint mm -hmm. exactly. But it's it's basically the similar concept. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. also her career, which is based in Munich. It's, I think, one of the biggest uh, female career mm -hmm. networks in Europe. Um, go check it out uh, if you're interested in, into participating mm -hmm. in, in such an activity. What else yeah. do we have, Kate? Yeah, that we have Women in AI and Robotics. Um, mm -hmm. So it's if I'm not mistaken, this community started in Canada uh, and right now they are kind of worldwide. So they even do have oh, cool. their representatives in Germany. And I'm usually also one of the speakers on their events. They encourage females uh, from the different, um, how, how should I put this, from the different levels. So for example, they are doing events for Uh, high schools females they are doing events for uh, the first uh, courses like of the bachelor mm -hmm. programs in the universities so pretty yeah. much they try to cover every single level of like our life sort of and make an event and encourage females to get into the tech positions but not only like you know data science and ai but also robotics that is why it's called robotics And you can like easily find them on LinkedIn. Then we have the second community, which is women in AI. And I guess they are having currently 43,000 members in there. So it is a pretty wide community. You can also easily find them on LinkedIn yeah. in there. And honestly, like yesterday when I was preparing for this um, talk, I thought, okay, maybe we can find the best communities on LinkedIn there. But there are plenty of them. Like... I yes. cannot even count how many uh, communities we have for females in tech. It's like over 20 pages on LinkedIn. So if you from different countries or like different cities and like you feel this necessity to be among uh, other females in the tech field, please go ahead and check it out on LinkedIn. I'm sure that you I'm will find sure something. I'm pretty sure there's a local There's a local, Definitely. Uh, and as we mentioned last time, if you don't find a local community, then maybe yeah. start considering um, getting together with like-minded people yourself and organizing that yourself. And it can start small, and you can just grow this yeah. organically over time, as as you can uh, as you can Or say. Or you right? can join our community, which is there is a data scientist on this and So exactly, um, exactly, and uh, just let us know about um, your challenges, yeah. and so we can also take them up in more uh, podcast episodes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also, um, if you're already working in a position in a company or you're looking into changing maybe the positions in your company, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you're working in a bigger organization that um, you also have um, women networks 
in your organization. So at, at, mm -hmm. at BSF, I can tell you, we have multiple of them um, for different domains, ranging from women in digital to women in business, women in research, women in yeah. uh, production and technology and so on. And then again, also local chapters, um, which are then spread mm -hmm. in the country. Um, it's an mm -hmm. amazing network. And I've so for me, honestly, this was also one selling factor of um, <laughs> why I've, I've been also considered joining um, because I feel that also shows that the organization is taking this topic seriously and yeah. you also you, you have an immediate starting point for your network and career. Um, and also in this year we're having a couple of interesting conferences, inclusive conferences, uh, which is called Women in Data Science Worldwide Conference and Center of U Uni. So we were talking about that a couple yeah. of episodes ago. So please feel free to check the episode, which is like conferences you must visit, I guess, something like that exactly. in 2024. Uh, and the second one is Women in Data and AI. And I think it is going to be in Berlin in September 27th, if I'm not mistaken. If I am, please go ahead and check that out as well. And just to also mention, Women in Data Science, this is one of the um, well-known mm -hmm. um, really organization in that field. And just because I remember, they they actually have the same goal as we at, at, at BSF of trying to bring 30% of women into leadership positions mm -hmm. across data science um, by 2030. And that's just why I remembered, oh, right, they, they, I think they, they had the same <laughs> kind of objective. Yeah. Yeah. But as you said, Kate, right, um, also support your, your, your kind of local contributors, support um, people on LinkedIn who are um, engaged in that field and, and mm -hmm. who are uh, trying to bring uh, more, more diversity into tech. So also show them your support. Um, like, for mm -hmm. example, great people, people, as I've mentioned, Franziska Haug, or you can also support us here in, in the podcast. And we're always looking forward to your comment. And um, yeah, also on yes. the mentorship side, you definitely find... Um, programs that are also fully focused on females and um, just mm -hmm. you know use your uh, preferred search engine to make a little bit of research there and um, of course mm -hmm. you can also um, use great platforms like gdxr which are basically open for everyone and um, but mm -hmm. if you are specifically looking into uh, female focused mentorships and um, there are also certain organizations out there uh, who are doing yes. this and maybe also to do a little bit of advertisement in our own uh, matters um, yeah. Kate and me are also preparing something in the background where we will maybe open say exclusive mentoring um, mentoring positions yes uh, with mm -hmm. with ourselves um, and mm -hmm. we will provide more info uh, at at the time when when we're when we're closer to that um, yeah I just like wanted to mention about um, why we're doing kind of this part and this is the whole idea that we've started doing our podcast and starting doing our yep. memberships is the reason that Jasmine and I we do have this amazing opportunity to see what is happening in the data science field among genders as well on the very global level because we did recently a statistics uh, and we are represented in 31 countries together which gives a lot of power and which gives, I think, as a lot of knowledge of what is happening in every like single country, sort of, and how we can contribute and help people to, you know, avoid the same mistakes or just speed up their processes. And this is why there was the idea behind the podcast, behind the mentoring, behind everything that we're doing and how we contribute to the data science community. So, yes, we are really excited to a little bit talk about our mentoring part. 
Exactly. Walking the talk. Um, so <laughs> if you have the feeling there's something that is not right out there, mm -hmm. make the first step yourself and, and try to contribute. And um, as you said, Kate, yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's the main motivation why we're also spending time on this matters, why we are contributing to initiatives like the Girls' Day, why I'm personally visiting every year my, my mm -hmm. former school and, and with the hope to, you know, engage and um, try to be a role model for also younger folks and especially also younger younger girls mm -hmm. who may consider yes. joining that field but are not yet quite sure. So mm -hmm. I love that. I hope everyone who's hearing this um, will also have a great Women's Day on 8th of March. Um, <sighs> do check out there. There will be a lot of initiatives. Mm -hmm. And also what we can say, uh, Kate and me are uh, offering a kind of ask me anything session on the evening of uh, 8th of March. Um, we're going to post more information also on our LinkedIn channel. So uh, feel free to mm -hmm. check that out if you're interested yeah. in joining into this session. And there we will also provide a little bit of the, you know, guidance for females. Um, how, how And also, um, you know, I, when we were talking about this, I've visualized that this event as a very safe place uh, for girls to ask anything you're interested in among like the techie field. So definitely feel free to do that. And we cannot wait to see you. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. Leave us a comment, interact with our um, uh, interaction tools, for example, on Spotify, and also leave a rating if you enjoy this podcast. Um, we're enjoying it a lot from Kate's and yes. my side, so we love to continue with that. Um, but we also are really, really looking forward to your commitment and to your engagement mm -hmm. with, our, with our networks. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This was Darius of a Data Scientist by Yasmin and Kate. And if you enjoyed the episode, remember to check out our YouTube channel and our LinkedIn pages for more engaging content from the data science world. Thank you for today and seeing you in the comments.